Hola, and welcome to the You Can Do It Mujer podcast. My name is Alma Padilla. I'm an ex-professional quitter turned gym lover, full of life and self-amor. This is a podcast for women who feel lost, weighed down by generational trauma and self-sabotaging tendencies that want to start healing and loving life again. Join me each week as we get into the topics that stop us from living our best life and learn how you can start small that will eventually add up to big changes without feeling like your world is al revés. Thanks for being here, mujer. It's time to get started. Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back. Welcome back. Bienvenida de regreso. We are on episode 10. Ya llegamos al número 10. And I think it's so freaking cool. Like almost like a celebration. I have my very first guest. So I am sitting in my dining room at my dining room table with my cousin who came to visit me for the new year. You guys, she's 21. Her name is Nayeli. And she's been like my kid sister ever since she was born. I was just obsessed with her. And she was just like like my chicle. Anytime we would get together, we would hang out. We were just like obsessed with each other. I took her to see the Hannah Montana movie when it came out. And it was awesome. And so I'm so excited to have her on here today to kind of share a little bit about herself. You guys know I love talking about myself and the things that I've gone through and just encouraging you guys to live your best life. Her story and the reason that she's here today is to talk about life after cancer. She was diagnosed with leukemia at the age of 16 and I remember being an outsider for that experience and watching her go through that and just, uh, I don't even know. So I'm just so excited to have her. I'm so, so excited to hear what she has to say. She's here right now. We're drinking some wine and just relaxing and I'm so excited for her to be here, you guys. Here she is. Hi, I'm so happy to be here. Thank you for having me. So tell me, Nayeli, what was the first thought that came to mind when you were told it was cancer? What what went through your head? Honestly, my experience, the first time when I was told that it was cancer, I was actually in a room with a doctor and like 20 other students in a small little room. They were just there witnessing me basically being told I have cancer, possibly dying and going through this. For a little stage in my life and it felt like a movie honestly it felt so surreal it felt literally just like the doctor's lips are moving but i couldn't hear a thing it was just ominous noise i think i might have shed a tear but honestly i was just so conflicted and confused i didn't know what to think or that it was even real so did you think that you were gonna die like as soon as they said you have cancer was the first thought like okay i'm gonna die not necessarily. It was more just like, damn, like I'm gonna have to go through this. Okay. And I've never had anyone in my life that has had it. So let's go backwards a little bit and then we'll move forward. <laughs> what was life like at the age of, you know, 15 or 14? Because now you're 21. What was life like before you found out that you had cancer? I think it was a pretty normal teenager life. I did volleyball in my school. I had some friends. Uh, but there was always something mentally that I was very depressed. I was, I've always been very deeply depressed since I was a kid. And that's always stuck with me. Even before that and after, it's always just been there. At what age were you like... At what age did you feel that? I'm, I'm not exactly sure. I, honestly, I always say it was since I could remember. 
which is pretty sad. But I remember like one time like in the fourth grade, that's when I finally told my friends that I wanted to die. And they just took it as in like, oh my God, you want to die? You're going to go to hell. You're going to go to hell. Do you know that? You're going to go to hell. And I was just so confused because I was just like, this is my cry for help. And my friends are literally telling me I'm going to go to hell. I don't think that's normal for me to want to die. I don't know why I want to. And I thought you guys would be more concerned. So that was in fourth grade that you said that to your friends. And then fast forward to your junior year in high school when you got diagnosed with leukemia. We were talking in the car earlier. So tell me what you said earlier before you were diagnosed with cancer. It was a month. It was like the beginning, right beginning of junior year. So I've never been the biggest believer in any religion. But my family has always been very big and Roman Catholic. And I remember one time uh, I started to pray because one night I was just bawling my eyes out as usual. And I decided to get on my knees and I started praying. Because I was starting to pray, I ended up praying for any God. Like God, Allah, Buddha, Satan even, to just kill me. I couldn't commit suicide myself. I would hate and I would dread for anyone in my family to find me that way. So I prayed for me to get any disease that will make me go away, naturally. Three out of say weeks, maybe even that day, I started getting symptoms. And I was on the volleyball team in high school and that's sort of when I started realizing my symptoms. Because I would get like such heavy fatigue and I couldn't run. And it was, it was insane how the symptoms were so intense. I've never felt anything like them before. I've never felt anything like them before in my life. And yeah, that's sort of when I started and I started feeling like this wasn't right, like I feel really weird, like this isn't correct, like I've never gone to the doctor at all when I was a kid, I never got sick, I was so such a healthy, healthy kid, Okay. I was a really healthy kid, I did sports, I, I was good, you know, literally I, I felt because of that day I, I basically wished it upon myself that I did get it, because we have no family history, nothing, and it was just, um, the doctors told me it was just bad luck. Okay, so tell me about like what is it what is it like to have to cope and go through something so hard as having cancer at the age of 16 like how do you how do you cope during that time there is not much time or energy to cope with it because i am i was under a lot of drugs very quick within that day once they the doctor told me that i couldn't leave that room i was in that same room, room for 2 months i couldn't get out of that small little room and it was just very hard because it was like the only thing I could think about was outside was me going to school again, was me playing volleyball again with my friends, me being able to go out with the boyfriend I had. Like I, <laughs> it was, it was again, it was weird, a weird feeling that is like, this is my life. Like this is serious. Like there's no cameras. Like this is not a joke. Very loved by my family. People always came to see me, which was great. It feels really great, even though I know I <laughs> looked very shitty. And I, I do not look good bald. Um, <laughs> yeah. You're so funny. I could not help myself from the way I was health-wise. And that really sucked. One of my fears now is losing control of your body. Because that's something you probably never think would happen until it happens. And you're just kind of like, that's another reason why I kind of want to live. Because I am able-bodied. I yeah. have legs. I have vision. Not the best, but <laughs> I can see. And I am so grateful for every fiber of my being and everyone I love. Because everything is a blessing. We are blessings. 
Wow, I love that. And I actually think about that too because I say that like you could be having a bad day, but like as long as you have like breath in your lungs and a beat in your heart, like we are we are blessed to be alive. And I don't know that I remember thinking like that until I ended up in the ICU. So it's kind of like one of those things that you don't learn or you don't realize until you go through something like that. That'll do it. What do you think was the biggest lesson that you learned going through that at the age of 16? I think one thing I learned definitely going through that was that everything is temporary and you are loved way more than you probably think you do or are. But yeah, it was just like, the f it was me, like everything that I went through, like it wasn't just one day where I like woke up and realized, hey, I love my life. It It took a while and I remember looking back at my old photos and then seeing me then, I was like, this girl, I was like, who is she? She is beautiful, she she is smart, she she just knows things. And me knowing like, that is not, that, would, that girl is not here in this world anymore. Like that is not me. And it really hurt seeing those old photos because it was just like, that's mean, she was beautiful. Like, and I didn't love her, she didn't love herself. Like, that's crazy. And that's relatable because um, I feel like um, that is one of the most relatable things because I have photos of myself when I was 16 and 18 and I just remember um, wanting to die and feeling like death was the better option than being alive. And I think it's so sad to think that there is no other option aside from death. Um, but I, I have pictures that I look back at and I'm like, wow, she was cute. <laughs> wow, she had a lot going for her. And it's so weird to feel those feelings and realize that like I didn't appreciate her. I didn't love her. I didn't take care of her the way that she deserved to. And I feel like... A lot of you guys that are listening to us probably have those pictures that you go back and you're like, oh, I thought I was fat back then. And look at me like I'm gorgeous. Like, I wish I could be that again. And I feel like it's, man, why do we do that to ourselves? We probably don't appreciate things until they're gone. Would you say? <laughs> Definitely. From 21-year-old you, not 16-year-old you. So what is one piece of advice that you would give to someone who feels like sometimes life isn't worth living anymore? Everything is a phase. We're not, we can't be happy 24-7. And that's one thing I had to definitely learn. That happiness can't be forever. Because you need to have downs in order to have ups. It's just how life works. Yin and yang. I think you're totally right with that because I feel like we are all looking for this constant state of happiness or this constant state of excitement and joy and enthusiasm, but that's exhausting. Like wanting to feel this like straight line of joy or this constant increase of happiness, like continuously to go up, 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 like roller coasters would literally be no fun if we were like a constant <laughs> up escalator yeah you would be expecting the same thing over and over again i feel like it's unrealistic of us and i think that that's probably one of the lessons that i've learned too through my own stuff is like i was always expecting this super like 
amazing, always positive and upbeat life, that that's not realistic. And it like that expectation kills. Do you think differently about life now as far as like being excited to to be here to get to live this life? Or are you still like, uh, if it's my time to go, it's my time to go? And I honestly think of it as both. Because it's like, oh, I love my life. And I feel like, right, even right now, I try my best to live the best life. So I feel like I started to live my life, live every day the best that I could possibly can make it. And no matter what, I'll be fine. If I were to die that day, two days from now, I'll be fine. Because I know that I made my life the best I could. And that's what keeps me okay with whatever outcome, good or bad, keeps happening in my life. Or if it did come back to that. I feel like I kind of do the same thing now like I try not to leave anything pa mañana because I feel like I used to do that all the time and I was like oh eventually or later on like no my my word of the year was action and I was tired of not taking action and not actually actively living and and so I get what you're saying um obviously we don't want to die anytime soon but I feel like I'm living in a way that makes me feel like if I have to go, like no regrets, right? Like you're 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 living your best life now because that's the only thing that we have is now. It is all we have. All we have all you have is you. You are all you have. You have to take care of yourself. You know what's crazy is that if you think about it, you had to learn about life because of what you went through and like I feel like I had to learn about life because of the five days that I spent in the ICU and that was like a turning point for me would you say that having cancer and then being like told that you're what you're cancer free or you're in remission what is what is your status what doctors say is that after five years is that you're basically cancer free okay yeah, well, honestly, it really forced me to grow up. And because I felt like I was dying unwillingly, that's when I decided to realize that I didn't want to die eventually. Like, I have a great life that I actually want to live. Me being in the hospital, I couldn't live my life that I was living. So I was stuck there, and I was like, damn, I would really love to live my life. And then that was like, a, hey, like, that's crazy. I, <laughs> I, like, I want to live life now. And yeah, you realize... You don't realize how much you have until you lose it. That's such a big thing. and It's like almost cliche, but it's so true. Yeah. I had to learn the hard way. And sometimes when you're able-bodied and you are healthy mentally and physically, you already have the power to do anything in the world. And obviously when you're sick, you wish you had the ability to even go outside. You yeah. wish they had the strength. People who have the strength but are mentally keeping themselves back is heartbreaking because you're the only one that's stopping you. You are the only one that doesn't want to see you succeed, but you're the only one that can do it. People can tell you whatever they want. People can try to inspire you, tell you all of these things, but it doesn't matter unless you actually do them. You have to acknowledge and take action. I feel like mentally people keep themselves back. Like, I don't think that there's these physical limitations as much as it's the mental blocks yeah. Like you were saying, like people, when you're in the hospital, all you want to do is go out and live your life. And the people that are able-bodied and should be out there living their life, it's like this mental like block. Like there are so many good things that we can be doing. And I feel like we take for granted yeah. our health. 
we take for granted, like you said, like being able to see, being able to walk, being able to just go out and live our life. It's like we take it for granted. And then it's like, until you end up with this diagnosis, then you're like, you know, you are forced to wake up and recognize the life that you do have. And then for some people, it's too late, which is one of the reasons that I wanted to have you on here because thankfully you're still here and you're here and you're able to live your life and tell your story. Other people haven't had that same, that same suerte, that same luck. So is there anything else you want to add? Just live your life before it's too late. Oh, let me ask you this. What is going to be your um, word of the year? Like I talked about in my last episode, I choose a word of the year to kind of live by. I make a vision board and all that kind of stuff. But like I said, action was my word of the year for 2022. I have no idea what word I'm going to use for 2023. Have you ever thought about that? Do you know what words or do you have a couple words that maybe you want to think about for 2023? Definitely. Honestly, as we've discussed previously and what I've come to realize within myself is that I make tons of excuses for everything. I am not the best at making things that I really want to happen in my life. I really want to see through and my words is no excuses. No excuses 2023? Yes. Okay. What is one of the top things that you want to do, accomplish, uh, use the no excuses mantra to get you to do? Like what is, what is Nayeli want for 2023? Jeez, I want everything. I just, I just want to move up in the world and do the most I can. Honestly, it's like. Reach for the stars. Yeah. Okay. No excuses 2023. Love that for you. Thank you so much for joining us and sharing a little bit of your life. And I like the motivational stuff you hit us with. So I'm looking forward to 2023. Okay. La tarea de hoy. Today's homework. You guys didn't think I was going to not give you anything, did you? Okay, good. So what I need you guys to do is grab a paper. At this point, just start a You Can Do It Mujer notebook because... You should just be writing all these things out. Grab a piece of paper. And I need you to think about all of the times in the past. Maybe it's your New Year's resolutions. All of the things that you've done before that maybe didn't go so well. Maybe you failed at or you quit doing. Make a list of all those things. Because I feel like you have to acknowledge the things that you lacked in or the things that you quit. Uh, Take action. So decide what it was that you did before like for example many times i started going to the gym on january 1st and i was like this is my year this is my year and then like a week or two weeks into working out i stopped showing up so write that on your list like i stopped showing up for myself i started making excuses um write all those things down and recognize them acknowledge them and then move on and realize that you can learn from them And all you really have to do is take action. So I hope that'll help you in moving forward with your New Year's resolutions or your New Year goals. And I hope that you're creating a word of the year for 2023. And esa es la tarea. That is the homework. I, again, thank you so much for listening. Nayeli, thank you so much for being here with us. Thank you for having me. Yes, love (laughs) it. Thank you for visiting me. Again, if you like this, I hope you share with someone else. Y recuerda, mujer, anímate y hazlo. 
porque tú puedes. See you guys next time. Bye.